On today's episode of Locked On Canucks, we take a look at the Canucks Young Stars' impressive start to their journey in Penticton. We start looking at the Canucks' projected lines. We start with the fourth line, and we dive into the Canucks' biggest off-season acquisition. It is Locked On Canucks, and it starts now. Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Locked On Canucks, the show that keeps you locked in on all things Vancouver Canucks. Of course, I'm your host, Justin Pooney. I hope you guys are doing well. Of course, you can find our show on Twitter at Locked On Canucks. Please also like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube, type in Locked On Canucks. I also want to thank you for making Locked On Canucks your first listen every day. For myself, you can, of course, find me on Twitter at underscore process sports. That's underscore process sports. Also on Instagram, process sports with an extra C in the process. Um, so that's where you can find me and all of my work and all of more Canucks content. So in today's show, we will look back at last night's opening game for the Vancouver Canucks Young Stars in Penticton, a victory over the Calgary Flames Young Stars. Well, then, as we tee up to, to going towards training camp, I'm going to be looking at you know defense pairings, uh, forward lines, and goaltenders. Um, first things first, we're going to start with the Canucks' fourth line. And kind of look at who might be playing on the fourth line. Uh, what are some expectations we have for those those players, and how is this line or going to be improved or regressed from last? And also, the Canucks got a new acquisition, which is not only heartwarming but also very exciting. So let's just dive right into it right away. So last night in Penticton, the Canucks young stars got off to a wonderful start, beating the Calgary Flames three nothing. Goals from Arshdeep Baines, Linus Carlson, and Latvian goalie Arters Silvos with a shutout. Um, of course, last year he was uh, with Abbotsford, and then uh, he, as the third goalie, would end up in the ECHL, and he played well. Uh, you know, he talked about how he was practicing so much the past couple years, and finally able to get back into a game. It felt so good to get back into that that net routine. Um, and he was busy in the first 30 minutes of the game. He faced a lot of shots and kept the game tied going into the third period. Um, then afterwards, the, Canuck, the second half of the game, the Canucks prospects kind of, you know, picked it up. And then, you know, Silvos only played, took four shots uh, the second the second half of the game. Um, so that was a very positive start. Uh, Silvos is preparing to play in Abbotsford uh, this season. And it definitely looks good to get on the right foot with a shutout. It's also the most important thing. Uh, is a confidence booster. I expect him to be in camp. And all of just the extra reps you get in net, especially for goalies. You know, we saw that with Mikey DiPietro. He just wasn't getting the game time reps he needed to develop his game. Uh, of course, a lot of that can attribute back to uh, when, you know, they had the COVID situation, they carried an extra taxi squad goalie, and he didn't play at all. And 
especially for goalies who need reps to be in the crease to play to improve their game. Whether they get shelled or scored, it's a learning experience for them. And Silvos is going to get that. You know, he got some game action today. He's going to get that at training camp, and hopefully, we'll get some time in Abbotsford. Um, so that was in the goaltending front. Then the main point that I want to get to is RSD Baines, of course. Uh, the Surrey native RSD Baines. Um, it was evident he was the best player on the ice last night. Uh, he looked very good wearing his hometown Canucksters. Of course, he's from Surrey, just where I'm from as well. Uh, it's just awesome to see. You know, I mentioned when he uh, when he signed with the Canucks. It's amazing to see somebody from Surrey, from the Punjabi community, a community that you know. We're not native to hockey. You know, in India, there's no real ice hockey, right? We're not used to it. Not, but just to see the game grow in, in this community in Vancouver, in the lower mainland, it's amazing to see. Now to have a guy who led the WHL in scoring last year, which is a very, you know, no small feat whatsoever, uh, to have him, you know, put the Canucks jersey on and perform the way he did in the Young Stars tournament open last night was very very impressive and he even said it you know he said it was very special um you know he thinks that he kind of mentioned how it was a relief to get it um out of the way which was kind of i can i can attest to that imagining just all the the hype and all the stuff that people are throwing on you know being from the lower mainland and being able to wear the canucks you know, there's a certain amount of pressure that comes with that i assume and i think he handled it great like uh, you know he was grinding all game long uh you know making great you know Smart plays in both the offensive uh, and defensive zone. And then uh, he drove to the net, cleaned up a rebound and scored, which showing that you know, he can go uh, to the tough areas to score goals. And then, uh, you know, the Canucks crowd jumped into the Bruce There It Is chant, which was impressive to see. It just shows you how much love uh, Bruce Bruder not only has in Vancouver, but the province of British Columbia. And I just think that it was just a really nice start uh, to the season. Uh, and going back to R.S.D. Baines, I think the one thing that we've seen just you know, whether it's been through practice or through this young start thing is that he loves the work ethic. He works extremely hard, um, you know, and then I think just seeing that and, you know, looking that you're able to see this guy in Abbotsford and have success uh, throughout the year. There'll be a reason why a lot of people want to come and see go to Abbotsford, watch games play. It's going to be because of him, because he is a local kid who's, you know, making waves in the community that, you know, is going to get behind him and support him. Like, they're, like that's their own, which he is. And I think that's very impressive and very exciting to see. To go forward on the game, uh, we saw Jeremy Calton behind the bench for the first time. Of course, he's replacing Trent Cull uh, as the Abbotsford Canucks head coach. Um, it was for Calton, of course, who had some NHL experience with Chicago. Um, for him, it just must be good to get back behind the bench. Um, and just, you know, get back into the rhythm of things and coaching in a certain way. Uh, of course, of course, Troy Nielsen had a very nice goal as well. Um, so all in all, just from that game and from that aspect that I, I grasped was, you know, it's very, it was very impressive win. And it just continues this positive mindset uh, that for me uh, that the Canucks have going forward. Now they do play today at 2 p.m. Eastern against the Jets Young Stars, which features some high-end talent like Brad Lambert. Uh, and Cole Perfetti. Uh, the Canucks will practice on Saturday morning, and Danilo Kramovic is expected to speak to the media. Um, and I think that, you know, again, as this tournament goes along, uh, you're just going to get more and more familiar with these young players. And another thing was, it was just great to see Canucks hockey again. I know I caught the highlights of it last night, um, and I think it was just, you know, it gets 
your psyche, your psyche up, your energy level up. Like I'm ready for the puck to drop uh, this season. And it was a good test. The crowd was packed. The crowd was into it. Uh, and it's so good to have this Penticton All-Star game. Uh, it's not Penticton All-Star game. Penticton Young Stars tournament back. Um, and I think it's just going to – it's continuing this positivity train I have for the Canucks this year. You know, they get up to a good start. Their, their prospects look good. There's good things going forward. The crowd is into it. There's a lot of positivity. And I think going forward, it's just going to help the big club hopefully – uh, get off to a great start this year. And speaking of the great club, uh, not the great club, the big club, which hopefully will be great. Um, I'm going to take a look at their fourth line going into this upcoming season and what uh, there is, excuse me, what there is that we can expect from them. Uh, but first, I want to talk to you guys about the fine folks at betonline.net. Uh, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week's games. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline where the game starts. Welcome back to Locked on Canucks, the show that keeps you locked in on all things Vancouver Canucks. One thing I forgot to mention uh, off the tip of the show that I wanted to get in was the Canucks are changing their goal score. So, of course, they've been playing the Van Halen song since the last couple of years, uh, but they're going to change it this season. Uh, for me, I hope it is a hip-hop-related song, being in the hip-hop head I am. But I do not believe they will go that route. They'll probably go something maybe local or maybe something more generic. But they're giving it a change. So hopefully we'll be hearing that song a lot, whatever that song is, this season. Uh, but I'm going to kick things off as a tee-up into training camp. I'm going to be going through every line, a forward line, uh, every defense pair, and the goalies. Uh, just teeing us up for training camp and the preseason, which is very fastly approaching. Excuse me. So uh, today we're going to start off with the fourth line, which has no returning members from last year. Yes, Alex Chieson is no longer with the Vancouver Canucks as he signed a PTO um, with the Arizona Coyotes. Of course, uh, they brought in Curtis Lazar, Dakota Joshua, uh, maybe even a guy like Linus Carlson, who you know we've seen the Youngstar tournament could be. Um, on the fourth line. So we know, I think as of right now, we know two or three will be probably Dakota Joshua uh, and Curtis Lazar. And what can we expect from this fourth line? Well, let's key in on Curtis Lazar. Curtis Lazar uh, is going to be the, the main factor, the main cog of this fourth line. He was brought in on a one, on a, on a cheaper deal, a low term deal that, <laughs> excuse me, on a you know a, a proper fourth line deal, you know there's no more four year deals like the Jay Beagles or who the Antoine Roussels. This is a fourth line deal that the Canucks nailed and got it done properly. But what am I expecting from Curtis Lazar? I'm expecting him to win faceoffs, play a physical game, kill penalties, and be just a guy that could keep the puck out of the Canucks' own end. When I look at a fourth line of a team, I'm not expecting goals. I'm not expecting uh, you know, offensive production. What I'm expecting is when you get out there, you're able to get the puck successfully out of our own end and keep the puck out of our end. That's it. 
just keep the puck out of our end. And I also want those guys with the kill penalties uh, and be agitators, you know, be those guys that can, you know, if possible, you know, can get under the skin of other players. And I think Curtis Lazar can do that. Maybe not get under the player's skin, but he can win faceoffs. He will kill penalties. He will be a major uh, prominent player in the Canucks PK. So when I look at that, Dakota Josh was a very big player, you know, uh, you know, Patrick Levine said that he believes, and Jim Rutherford have said that they believe this player can play uh, in their their forward group, the NHL forward group. So when I think about this Canucks fourth line, it's going to be different. I want to see guys, you know, play with some speed. I want to see them play with um, some, you know, some ferocity, keep the puck out of their own end, and just play smart. I think when you think about a sixth, uh, sorry, a fifth or sixth defenseman or a fourth line, the less you talk about them on a day, on a game to game basis, the better. If they go hidden, that means they're not making mistakes. That means they're not causing any trouble. That means they are just doing their job and getting it done and letting the players that are paid the big bucks to get on the offensive side of the puck. Um, so when I look at that, I think Bruce Boudreau might be able to tinker that. Could we see a guy like Niels Hoglander slide down there? Uh, maybe he's his skill set is definitely for a top six, but we know with Niels Hoaglander that the top six is already packed. You know what the top six is going to look like. We just want the line combinations, but you know there is no room for Niels Hoaglander. So if he can reinvent his game a bit and take a you know a bottom six role uh, and play that way, I think uh, that could be something very successful because he adds an element where he has skill, um, and if he could play that bit more sandpaper game and kind of play. Uh, you know, without more of a defensive mindset, I think that can be something very helpful for the Vancouver Canucks. Um, going for tomorrow or the next episode, excuse me, we're going to look at the third line. Um, and I think this just the final tie up on this the fourth line um, has to be part of the solution. It can't be a pro, it can't be a nagging issue, it can't be an anchor. Because uh, before the Canucks fourth line, if you want to rule. If you look at all the teams that are successful, they have the ability to roll four lines. If you want to be successful, you have to be able to roll four lines. You cannot just – this is, the NHL is not built anymore where you can just bury a line and play them a couple shifts a game and then bury them for the rest of the You have to be able to roll four lines uh, in the NHL today if you want to be successful because the game is such so fast-paced and so there's injuries. You have to be able to roll lines consistently and play that way. So – I'm hoping that this new look fourth line for the Vancouver Canucks can do that and can provide a certain um, spark for the Vancouver Canucks going forward. Finally, after this break, we're going to end this show off on a positive, wholesome, heartwarming note. And stick around for that because it's going to put a smile on your face like it's going to put a smile on my face. And welcome back to Locked on Canucks, the show that keeps you locked in on all things Vancouver Canucks. We're going to, like I said, the Canucks might have made their most popular off-season acquisition. The Canucks are getting a team dog, and they're looking for fans to name their future furry teammate. Uh, the Canucks are partnering with BC Guide Dogs, uh, and they will be sponsoring a litter of puppies and raising a service dog. Um, after the training is completed, this, you know, future Canucks team member. Uh, puppy will work with a visually impaired and a child with autism or a veteran or first responder. Uh, service dogs, of course, play a vital in a team statement. The service dogs play a vital role in the community by improving quality of life for many, including assisting in mobility, lowering stress, increasing happiness, but they are high in demand. 
The Canucks Pup is a special opportunity to help meet this need and make a positive impact in the community. So bravo, Canucks. Uh, I love this idea. And I I was scrolling on Twitter to see some of the ideas and I just put a big smile on my face. You know, there was uh, Bork Besser, um, Elias Pupperson, uh, Fetcher Demko, <laughs> Cinnamon Hughes. So, I mean, there's a lot of good... A lot of good ideas out there. I want to hear from you guys. What do you guys think uh, the Canucks pup should be named? I want you guys to drop it in the comment section below. Um, and I want to see what you guys have to think. For me, uh, I kind of like something that ties along the lines of, uh, you know, I like the the, the Bork Bessler one or the, you know, the Frisbee Thatcher, Thatcher Doggo. Uh, that was a good one I saw online. Barkus Naslin. Powell Bure, you know, I liked, I liked all of those names, um, but I want to hear from you guys. So, and also just to retie that in uh, tomorrow, we will have an episode following uh, the Canucks young stars game against the jets. We'll go through that once again, look at the Canucks third line and talk about some other fun stuff, because like I said, it's about to get serious soon. The, you know, the season's about to start. Uh, it's about to ramp up, and I want to make sure that we are all locked in and ready to go. So, again, I want to thank you for making Locked on Canucks your first listen of the day. For your next listen, Locked on NHL. Locked on experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked on NHL, your daily 30-minute podcast. All right, guys. Take care. Stay safe. I'll talk to you later.